According to the Capgemini World Wealth Report 2021, technology breakthroughs, changing social dynamics, new ecosystem players, the democratization of investment management, and the rise of digital channels and assets necessitate a new competitive game plan for wealth management firms. Now, just exactly what that means is the subject of this podcast for future CIO with Capgemini's Global Head of Market Intelligence, Elias Ganem, who joins us all the way from Paris, France. Elias, welcome to Podchats for Future CIO. Good morning, Alan. And yes, indeed, from Paris today. How has wealth management changed since around 2019? Alan, before I tell you how it has changed technically, maybe I should give you some numbers on how where is the wealth as we speak today. And that's what we revealed in our World Wealth Report 2021. The first number we revealed there is the total wealth of the high net worth individual that is almost at $80 trillion. In fact, it reached $79.6 trillion, which means that it has grown 7.6% versus the years before, which is in a year of COVID is a very interesting number. But also what we have revealed and that will help us into our conversation is the number of high net worth individuals, which passed now the 20 million bar. We have reached in by end of 2020, 20.8 million, which also means a growth of 6.3%. So the main outcome of that is while we were going through the crisis of the COVID, the total wealth in terms of population and wealth created has increased and thus creating very important messages for the wealth managers that we will be discussing today on the evolution. I'm quite surprised. It's 6.3% growth when you consider that everybody else is complaining, or especially governments, how life is difficult, economies are down, everybody's f- feeling the pinch, people are losing their jobs. Who is driving these changes? So in the who, let's open it into two aspects. One, we're going to talk about populations in terms of geographies. And second, we're going to talk about level of wealth. So when it comes to geographies, North America got the strongest uh, growth year over year. And when it comes to wealth, North America grew 11.9%. Asia Pac followed with an 8.4%. And Europe uh, only 45 But if I were to put some colors on this 11.9. Why did it grow so well in North America? It's mainly because the equity market did so well this year. It uh, it went down at the beginning of the COVID and then it bound up quite well. And when you see that uh, in North America, the high net worth individuals are heavily invested into equity, to put a number behind that, 38% of the high net worth individuals are, are invested in equity compared to 24% in Europe and 22% in Asia. So automatically, they got the the biggest growth coming from North America. In APAC, we had a very different uh, behavior where China grew 13.5%, very strong number. Hong Kong grew 12%, Korea more than 9, Taiwan more than 9, and so on. Singapore did not do as well in terms of growth, but this is where the growth is coming from. Now, as I said, when I talk about where it's coming from, which I told you, let, now let me tell you about the populations in our our World Wealth Report, we talk about three categories of wealth. We have the high net worth individuals that are 
between 1 and 5 million of investable assets. We'll call them the millionaire next door. This is the first band. Then we have the mid-tier millionaire between 5 and 30 million of investable assets. And finally, we have the ultra high net worth, the one that has more than 30 million of investable assets. And these are the ultra high net worth are the one that grew most in, uh, in last year. In fact, they grew the growth between 2019 to 2020 in wealth is 9.1%. But this population, the ultra high net worth, represents only 1% of the total high net worth individuals and only account for something like 200,000 people. But this is so geography in North America, population, ultra high net worth. What are the challenges for wealth management firms as they look to adopt technology into their practice? This is the $1 million question, if I can put it this way. Clearly, the wealth management is, has been evolving a lot, and we're going to talk about it, but to put some concept about behind the world evolution, it's age, it's geography, it's also communities, and it's more than anything else, the same wave of the internet in terms of do it yourself. Clearly, the high net worth individuals, these are the, the key challenges ahead of the wealth management companies. One is high net worth individuals want to invest digital themselves. So they really want self-service tools and we'll come back to it. Second point is the power of data and analytics is essential to best engage with the customer. And the last two, which are more, I would say, uh, back office, is one is optimize the operating model and explore new market opportunities through collaboration with the ecosystem. And finally, which is for us extremely positive to hear that, is the importance of sustainable investing and the need for the wealth managers to support the sustainable investing era. What are the bare minimum technology wealth management firms should be investing in as part of their digital transformation strategy? So let's let me answer your question by an age group. First, what we have seen is the younger the wealth is, the more hands-on you want to be. And what I mean hands-on is I want to be able to have immediate access to my balances. I need to be able to do immediate transactions. I need to be able to engage immediately with my wealth manager provider. And I need to be able to have the right advice. So all that means having the right tools to advise me, the right channel to engage with me, and the right assessment of the my profile, the personalization of my profile. So the advice I get are what I am looking for. And that's where we are seeing some interesting example. If I take an example of HSBC. So HSBC launched a wealth portfolio intelligence service as a very powerful tool powered by BlackRock Aladdin Wealth Platform. And this platform delivers enhanced portfolio analysis. It also delivers portfolio construction and an ongoing and updated risk management capabilities for this high net worth population. That's an example. If I may ask, you mentioned one set of clients, the young clients who are naturally more adept at technology. What about the people like myself, the baby boomers, the old folks, the guys who are barely able to grasp technology? Are they also adopting these new technologies? Are they demanding something different from their wealth management companies? It's interesting that we think that 
older generation do not adopt technology. And we've done a report uh, where we talked about millennial is a mindset, it's not an age. Because we started the report saying millennials are a specific population and these are the only ones that adopt technology. As we went through the report, we realized that it's across all generations. And uh, younger and less mature generation and more mature generations are extremely active now. The only difference is our generation, yours and mine, look for more personalized human touch advice because we are less mobile, we are less all over the place, we are more based on long-term relationship and then the advisor, the personal advisor is important to us. Younger population do require the human touch but they are extremely mobile excluding the last year where we all were stuck at home but these people are much more on a plane much more on a phone and much more into immediate interaction that's the main difference so older generations do need more and more personalized advice do need a lot of sustainable investment criteria and uh, evaluation and they also need a lot of multi-channel interaction why because they want that are transmitting wealth to their younger generation. Second, they are more and more interested by a diverse portfolio where equity is becoming a very important portion, but also sustainable is essential. Real estate is there and a high volatility market require them to be very quick into rebalancing the portfolio. So even for the more mature generation, a tech platform supported by AI, but delivered by human is essential. We've seen the disruptions in the banking industry, the insurance industry. What about in the wealth management area? What, in your opinion, is the role or will be the role of wealth tech towards the development of wealth management firms? It will be essential. And in fact, in our report, the main conclusion, the main two conclusions that we came with it is it's time for the wealth management to push the frontiers to embrace new age competencies. And how do you make that happen? By truly adopting new age tech firm skills through the collaboration while strengthening the traditional wealth management institution identity. And the only way to do that is through what we call in our report effective collaboration with the the startup ecosystem. The biggest challenge that we have seen is truly an uh, IT and generational gap with the current wealth management. Wealth management is a traditional way of doing business. Wealth management hasn't invested significantly in its IT modernization. And today there is a significant IT gap between the expectations that we talked about it before and the reality. And the only way to cover the gap are two ways. Either you over invest in a very short time, which is very expensive and very dangerous, over invest is not the right way to do it, or you decide to collaborate. And at Capgemini, we really believe that effective collaboration with the startup ecosystem is the way forward. And to support that, easy set, huh? let's be very clear. Everybody says talks about collaboration, but what we have done at Capgemini is we created an assessment. We called it OpenX Readiness Index. OpenX is open to the ecosystem, X for experience. How? And Readiness Index is to evaluate the maturity of 
a wealth management firm to collaborate at scale with the startup ecosystem, thus OpenX Readiness Index. And through this uh, evaluation, we will be able to go back to the wealth management firms and tell them across what we described as the four pillars of effective collaboration, your people, the team of the wealth management, your technology, your business adoption, and finally your finance investment behind it. So people, finance, business, and technology. Where are you on your drive to collaborate at scale with the startup ecosystem and based on this assessment there is logically a roadmap on where to invest where to invest more where to invest less and what are the pain points that they should first uh, correct through the ecosystem being front or back office and mainly around the digital experience that the customers are looking for let me ask you this beyond the technology beyond all of this assessment what do you feel will be the biggest challenge that these organizations these wealth management firms will face as they move to adopt these new technologies or new ways of collaborating with these uh, startups as well as engaging an evolving profile of clients? Alan, brilliant question because it's not only about willing to do it, it is do it and doing it and doing it in fact across this assessment not only we talk about the famous four pillars that I told you but we also talk about the four moments of an effective collaboration. One thing is you and I deciding to do it and building the right capabilities. The other one is going to the world together. And here what we have seen is we call it the four moment. And the first moment is open innovation, except to connect with the ecosystem. And let's face it, our traditional entity tend to say, oh, I do it better than everybody else. I've been doing it forever. Why would I ever bother? meeting others. So the open innovation is essential. The second moment, we call it the evaluation. Not every player outside is a good player. The startup ecosystem, and we like to call it the scale-up ecosystem, the most mature ones, you need to evaluate all of them and select, qualify the most appropriate to go with you into the, the scalability. So first of it, open innovation. Second of it is evaluation. The third of it, for me, is the most interesting one, we call it acculturation, making sure that the wealth management team as well as the scale-up team will work together and not against each other. Here we have a generation gap, we have a methodology gap, we have a risk-taking gap, uh, and all these where the traditional player will be more conservative for the right reasons, because they've been doing it very well, more do-it-yourself, more build or buy, and risk averse while the younger generation are let's go platform let's connect with everybody around and let's build the right experience by testing it into the real world i.e taking risk and the last step in our assessment when we talk about moment is the rate of industrialization how many of these great idea that are born through a poc a proof of concept between the wealth tech and the wealth management go are taking to scale and are developed across the business so again if i were to summarize four pillars the people, the business, the technology, and the finance. And for a moment, getting to know the people, open innovation, getting to select the best one, evaluation, getting to work together, acculturation, and then go to scale through the, the last step, which is industrialization. That's are the biggest challenge that we are observing that traditional wellness management firms are facing today to collaborate at scale. 
what advice you would offer to both leadership, as particularly to the leadership of wealth management firms when they're trying to decide the direction. But obviously, there's a lot more than just technology, right? It's it's people. It's mm-hmm. mindset. Mm-hmm. It's willing to accept the change and embrace it. And let me tell you why do I say that. We are today hopefully coming out of this COVID crisis. Slowly but surely, and I hope faster than that, we will be getting back into the, I'm going to call it normal, but I, I don't know what's normal today, but to get back into the economy. And in the Capgemini World Wars report, we came up with two scenarios. Scenario one, the bull run of the market ends and the scenario two logically the bull run of the market continues and in both cases technology will be at the heart of the response the only problem is wealth managers should not be planning for it today they should be executing it and for me this is the the biggest advice i would give to the wealth managers or the wealth management firms is either you already have your technology ready for post-COVID or you are in trouble. And the only way, if you're in trouble, the only way to go forward is quickly work with trusted third party like Capgemini or other to define where are the broken links into the digital value chain and quickly request us to go outside and find the right partners and start the integration at scale. Because post-COVID is coming in the next few months, will you be ready to either provide active advisory support to mass affluent segments, which is usually the most hit if the bull run of the market ends? Or are you ready to provide digital tools to even the most traditional client segments if the bull run of the market continues? Elias, thank you very much for joining us on Podchats for Future CIO. Alan, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me with you. That was Elias Ghanem, Global Head of Market Intelligence at Capgemini, on the topic of digitizing wealth management post-COVID-19. You are listening in to Podchats for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to take the opportunity to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day. See you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now.